Alright everybody, I'm back in the saddle again, which means I cannot be picked again to do the recap. So How somebody do you else think Chowder felt for fucking months. <laughs> dude. Chowder was chosen by the dice. I was chosen by my so-called friends. Because yeah. of their dice rolls. What's happening to Chowder is bordering on like some form of like time space anomaly. Like there's a prob <laughs> there's a negative probability field around Chowder that I think we should be very concerned about. It's the worst timeline. He took the death of Lema much mm. harder than most of you. I got an eleven. I got a like 15. I'm rolling my dice on top of an Indian burial. Okay. Ground. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I got a four. Hit it. That's a uh, nat one. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Holy shit. Shatter, I are I had you it, shitting me? Oh man. I mean, Matt, if you want, you can just take yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, sorry. I will not go against the dice. You care enough to feel bad, but not enough to do anything about it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> DIY ethics right there. All right. Uh, so, Chowder, ethical concerns aside, what happened last time? Previously on Dice Populi, we, like, pooled all our, like, tokens together, you know, after, like, oddly long time just debating who would be the one to go swing with high rollers. Everyone decided on Jetta going in and, uh, we, and, like, her plus one would lock while they're, like, rolling the high rolls. Uh, the rest of the gang would, like, try to find evidence of cheating and then be, like, blow the lid on the whole thing. So, you know, uh, Jetta's, like, playing some dice. Uh, Bottle Brew and uh, Kalt are, like, posing as inspectors, which honestly shouldn't work. But Bottle Brew tries to, like, record the conversation, but absolutely utterly fails because he doesn't do technology, I guess, or magicology. I he forgot uh, to press the record button. I've never done that. <laughs> and, didn't uh, take the lens cap off. Colton, Barbara, like, Dr. Zilla Ragnar, and they're like, please tell us about the Major Lord movements. And Zilla Ragnar, like, shows them this giant map of the uh, Badlands. And, and it's, like, enchanted so that, like, it shows her where the Major Lords are and, like, where other people are all the time. And it's so... We have an ally who can tell us Major Lord movements all, at any time, and uh, that's where we left off, I believe. That was where Matt left off before the three of you uh, that were on the ship returned to the Liberty with Bottle Brew. And upon discussing next steps, i.e. getting to Feldrum to talk to Serafina, uh, you guys finally revealed that you believe Lema is dead. And this prompted a revelation that Dennis, formerly a mage lord alongside Bubble Butt? Bottle Brew, Bubble is Butt? in fact the true commander Bottle Bottom. of the Liberty. Well, and may have nice. some insight as to what to do next. Specifically, I do want to mention that the way we are staying in touch with Zula Ragnar is uh, through Ascending Stone that we left with her so we can essentially walkie-talkie. We don't just have the info. Uh, she needs to be contacted. I could imagine that Colt is just sitting there the entire time to where are they now? <laughs> where, okay. Where they have they moved in no. the last five minutes? How, how about how about now? Are they there? <laughs> Wait, just just so we have the line. Can you say? Can you hear me now? Clunk, clunk as he hits it against the table. Can you hear me now? Thank you. As he's done this like sixty times, and she is obviously ignoring him. Um, 
no response when Colt picks up the sending stone. So I'll leave it. Actually, I'd like to ask you guys, do you want to just pick up right where we left off after the revelation to react to that as players and player characters? I think Maeve is just going to be like, um, you know, that kind of makes sense. He always seemed like the one who always knew more. Like, no offense. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I... Dennis says, none taken, and Bottle Brewer's like, she wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I do have to ask, why? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Luck. Uh, uh, that, yeah, yeah. How, do you want to get any more yas out there? Yeah, just, yeah. Just like, as I'm, like, poking <laughs> at Bottle Brew, like, just why? Just, like, why this? Every time you poke, this? Bottle Brew swats your hand away. <laughs> just, like, why? Like, this is your poster, you Stop this sticking is, your finger in my belly. We're going to have some real problems. This is the defense. This is, like, your, this is, like, what you want to put. This is your best foot that you're putting forward. Just, have you seen the size of his ass? <laughs> They don't call him Bottom Brew for nothing. They don't call me Bottom Brew at all. I, uh, I honestly, uh, Admiral, I will leave this in your capable hands. And Bottle Brew steps away. As Bottle Brew Coward. brings the Sending Stone to Zula <laughs> up to up to the steering column, uh, presumably to to get the the helmsman up to speed, Dennis returns their gaze to the four of you and says. Uh, upon our departure from the Mage Lord forces, I was the higher-ranked officer. For me to captain a vessel with a recognizable face, it was deemed necessary to have a front. Being a loyal friend, soldier, combatant in all respects, Shelwick stepped forward and became the face of well, this operation. Well, well, why did? Why not just? We could have put a beard. You could have put a beard on you, and you'd just be a tall man. And put a hat on, gets rid of the ears, and you could have taken that ridiculous fucking name, Bottle Bottom or whatever, and you would have, you, yeah, new person. Dennis begins to measure their words carefully. They're usually pretty expressionless and direct, but you see some, some contortion on the face, and they very carefully say, you may have noticed that Captain Bottle Brew has more of a flair for ass performative mm, <laughs> flared <laughs> tendencies just why loud just personalities uh width is not i believe his most defining character that's right it's his depth <laughs> <laughs> dennis does not enjoy this at all uh <laughs> <laughs> Dennis waits for a cult to stop laughing and turns to the rest of the group. It was a necessary precaution, and as our reputation grew here in the Badlands, it made sense to maintain the dynamic. This is a closely held secret that we reveal to you now simply because we are facing a conundrum. If your claims are true, and the goddess Lema is no longer available to us, whatever that means, this may complicate your eventual goals in the center of the Badlands. Yeah, we're... Still trying to figure that one out. Uh, we believe it's true, yes. Lema told us that she was dying, but she explained that time doesn't work the same to gods as it does to us mortals. So it's it's possible that it hasn't happened yet, but Lema mentioned that it was at least imminent. Dennis considers this and nods. Even in the ranks of the Mage Lords, information 
about its operational structure was rather opaque as a high-ranking officer ferrying individuals and cargo between the Badlands and the Mainlands. There is not a lot of information about the goals of the organization aside from the obvious, that being subjugation and control. The true aims behind it, to be honest, I believe were most clearly elucidated from the information you retrieved in what you have called the Altered Nar Ennial. That is a land I have never visited myself, but if I had to guess, based on what you have told me and what I know, the Mage Lords seem to have been trying to assert control over the spirits that many would call gods. I have trouble using that term specifically because of the politics that have been created around them. Uh, on the mainland, and Dennis looks to Locke, on the mainland, there are entire separate sets of gods that are worshipped, and the name Lema is not known at all. Here in the Badlands, you have Kelish, you have you have Lema, or Had. Uh, you even you even regaled us with tales of your time on a on a turtle island after being chased around by a kraken. Those are certainly leviathans of creatures that would not be seen anywhere else. So we don't truly know the depth of their abilities, of their scope, or of their variety. Turtle Island. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a really nice place. Honestly, it's where we met Tony. Uh huh. Well, like the island was a turtle, or it was like shaped like a turtle, or it was inhabited like a turtle. Nope, the yep. island was a turtle. Yep. Oh, it was a beautiful turtle. It was a big old turtle with filled with turtles. With actually. a giant tree on its the back. The turtle was shaped like a turtle. Yeah. yeah. I want to go to the turtles. Turtle Island. A gigantic tree on I its like back. Turtles. Like the biggest tree you'd ever seen in your life. But then on steroids. Yeah, Bate really liked it. Yeah, turtle. I got this belt. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's where the belt came from. Dennis checks their watch as you guys reminisce about your favorite adventure in the campaign so far. Yeah, just turtles. turtles Suffice it to say, turtles. the definition of God as used by Layman is hard to parse in practicality. If Lema is gone, that doesn't tell us much of anything, aside from the fact that she is gone. The effects that it may have are not going to be apparent unless we encounter them and can recognize them. That said, you've told me that your initial goal was to reunite Lema with Serafina and another god that you met in Nar Ennial. Is this still the plan to see Serafina? Yes. At least, I think so. I guess you guys could have changed your mind in the time, but I don't think we have, have we? No, I I still think that's a good idea. Okay, sweet. I agree. Um, so the only reason why I say it's still worthwhile is if time is indeed laid out in front of gods all at once, then even if we come see Serafina after Lema is gone, perhaps they can go back to a time where Lema is still here and do what we need them to do. There is no way of knowing whether that is in Serafina's scope, but... It's our best, yeah. I agree, Mr. Locke. I was reviewing the map before you returned. At this point, uh, Feldrum would be about three days sail uh, once we confer with Zula to determine the safest course that may be a little bit longer. So I suggest that you rest, get comfortable, find your quarters downstairs. Maeve can certainly show you around if you need any additional guidance. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And Dennis walks back Wait, to, to Dennis, the steering Dennis, column. Dennis, Dennis, if you are in look, you know, we, we have obviously figured out the whole uh, facade, uh, facade of, of bottle butt. Uh, if you're looking for a new captain in waiting or whatever, some di your distraction, Jerry would make an excellent 
one. He does exactly as told. His ass is manageable. <laughs> he looks damn good in a captain's uniform. It seems there is a sort of coalition forming uh, with the Liberty at its heart, having some of the remnants of Tony Lyon's Black Tide operation and now Zula Ragnar allied with our goals. If this fleet does continue to grow, there will be ample need for command and rest assured, whoever is selected to captain a vessel, Jerry will not be one of them. And Dennis walks up to the steering <laughs> column. Yes, mark, mark those words, Dennis, for you will discover how wrong they are. <laughs> 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 Come, Jerry, it's taken now. Okay. Jerry's getting a fucking boat. If it's a la if I have to kill myself to do it, I will. Get he will get a boat. The ship begins to move away, first by reorienting itself, second by dropping sail, and third by being carried off to the west. Circling over the northern arc of the Badlands, you begin your four-day journey to circumvent the Mage Lords using Zula Ragnar's intel. As you guys progress, this is perhaps also a good time to take note of some of the changes that you guys have experienced. We've mentioned some of the level ups that you've gone through in passing, but I figure because I'm so freaking bad at doing this on the regular, can we talk about some of the recent things, your latest acquisitions, power upgrades, character developments, flaws, whatever you want? Uh, would you guys be interested in role-playing that or do you just want to sort of recap it? Because I think I could benefit to know and players would be, listeners would be interested. Can you remind me what level we're supposed to be? 12. 12 Arena. I think I just get like stat increases from level 12. All I got was Great Weapon Master. So there's not a ton. I got I got new spells. I'm trying to look. I don't think I mean wizards are boring until like the very end. I think I got new spells, but I got good spells. I got create undead and disintegrate, which is going to be so much fun. You guys managed to sleep through the night, and the next morning, after emerging from breakfast in the galley below, you step out on the deck of the Liberty and see the sunrise. So far, everything seems fairly uneventful. Smooth seas, islands in the distance, but just an absolutely shining blue horizon in front of you that seems you may never reach your destination, but at least it's peaceful. You carry on through the day. I would like to actually ask Locke, Kalt, and Jetta, you guys have these newfound abilities. Perhaps this would be a good time to put them into practice. Using materials from the <laughs> ship, you guys have free range over getting things to target practice. There are rats and cats, there are weapons dare. that you can use to test test things out to put this into a good role-playing contest. Dennis does approach you all in the morning after emerging from the mess hall and, and asks, not many people that I'm aware of have come into such close proximity with so many gods, and you're about to do it again. Do the four of you feel prepared to continue this quest, or is it perhaps too taxing for you to continue? Um. At the silence, uh, they look around and say, we do have an able-bodied crew that could complete at least parts of the mission. I don't know if you noticed, but we're not too big on taxes. I mean, honestly, what could be done? Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering here. My concern is merely for your well-being. You've been on several, I will not use the word taxing, but difficult excursions as of recent. If you are unwell, I would like to consider that as we move forward. They're doing a wellness check. They don't want to send you into the into see another god if you're still fucked up from the last time, because shit got weird. If anything, I've felt better than I ever have before. 
feel stronger, more sane. De <laughs> Dennis looks confused and says, stronger. Surely hurling yourselves through the passages of time would have an effect on you that would leave you drained or tired. You also just had a bender at a casino. How are you feeling stronger? Like actually marveling at what you just said a little bit. I warped a lesser man's mind to my will. Next is reality. Dennis's eyes glance to the other three of you, looking to make sense of what Cult has just said. I think we've been on a lot of adventures together, and we've always managed to make do. I don't think that we have any reason to concern ourselves with not being able to execute this next mission. Honestly, I feel like I need to be on this next mission, because last one just kind of disheartened me, and it's just like... I, I gotta, I gotta see Serafina. I gotta make sure that, like, some kind of progress can be made, that the Majors can be beaten, that something can be done. Dennis raises their eyebrows in surprise and says, that is fair enough. You have three more days to rest up if you need to uh, maintain your skills. I know a fighter needs to keep moving. A spellcaster needs to keep casting their spells. Avail yourselves of our facilities. If the four of you don't have any particular insights that you want to share with Dennis, would you guys take advantage of testing out abilities, practicing, getting weapons, checking for gear, and things like that? I would not say no to to seeing if there are any upgrades to the gear that we could be using, because it's been a while. Yeah, and uh, hon honestly, I I don't have any magical stuff. I, I'd like something, man. It'd be nice. Yes, you do, motherfucker. I gave it to you. No, but this is a different Jetta. Oh, this my God. <laughs> you, yes, you gave it to um, me, but how about different universe Jetta? Bring back the old Jetta. Jetta, you can have this. I have never, I believe, actually ever used it. Except for maybe once, and I'm gonna give Jetta the all-in-one coin or the all-in coin. Oh, what is the all-in? Which is flip if you guess the correct side, auto succeed on a failed save or a failed roll. Sorry, not save. Wait, what do coin do? It's it's called the all-in coin. <laughs> the description that it was given to me, and this is verbatim, is flip if guess the correct side, auto succeed on a failed roll. I see. So basically, if I fail a roll, I can flip the coin and be like, "Come on." Please let this yeah. be and not fuck up. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think I used it uh, once. It may have come in clutch. I can't remember, though. Maybe it was, like, kind of rubbing against you, and that's why you're doing so well at slots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lock, you followed Dennis downstairs to rifle through some of the wares that this pirate vessel has accumulated over its journey. Would anybody else like to join lock, or do you want to stay up top and yes. enjoy the sail? I would like to rifle through magic items. I too would like to rifle through magic items, yep. Maeve is gonna go up to the uh, the top deck with uh, Bottle Burr. The three of you grown-ups follow Dennis downstairs. They gesture for you to enter the lowest deck of storage and all the way in the back, 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 there is a, uh, a storeroom that has weapons mounted on the wall as well as chests, including various poorly organized plunder. Uh, you can tell that unlike some pirate ships, this is not an operation based on profit like Zula Ragnor, but as you could guess, instead uh, on, on simply surviving and supporting others. The other storage for things like food, clothes, and armor uh, is all spread out very nicely. But in here, 
the three of you can start just clinking around, look for some new weapons, look for some magic items. So, uh, I'm gonna have, how do I wanna do this? Lock, let's have you go first. Let's pick three things <laughs> as a group. Let's nominate three <laughs> things and then uh, roll to choose uh, what lock it manages to uh, I'm looking for a heavy weapon that is magical in some way. What is the rarity level that we should be aiming for? Legendary is the tier that we're looking for because, the, again, this is very endgame. Hammer of Thunderbolts? It's heavy. Hammer of Thunderbolts. Let me look at this. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I need Gauntlets of Ogre Power to well, no. attune to it, though. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Just use it, it does say that, but oh we maybe hand we can say that. that you've got. We can hand wave it for your belt. Your belt is better than. Orc splitter is another one. That's okay. a, that's a that's so, a great axe. Thunderbolts, orc splitter, and then oh, there's so many things. Um, oh my god, scroll wait, of Tereske summoning. Oh my god. <laughs> ah! Ryan nominated one. Uh, Pat nominated one. Matt, do you have a suggestion for something Lot could be up for? Uh. Le yeah, flame tongue, but f uh, flavored is lightning. Uh, lightning. Tongue. I'm just saying, flame tongue's only a rare weapon, but yeah. Oh so yeah, kind of like sounds down so bad. Chatter, what what are you thinking? Talisman uh, of Great cat armor. Wearing the sleek hide armor allows the wearer to move with the grace and power of a jaguar. While wearing this armor, your movement at speed is increased by 15 feet, your jump distance is doubled, you gain advantage on strength, athletic checks, and uh, made to climb, and dexterity acrobatic checks made to jump and land. He's a cat dragon. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm happy to throw that in the rotation because that is not what he's asking for, and I think that would be a very funny result. I think, so, yeah, okay. so, so, uh, Chowder was talking about an item for himself there, not for me. Oh. De definitely oh. for myself, but it would be funny to see it on lock as well. All right, throw it in. Lock with cat yep, ears. Okay. Throw it in. <laughs> D4. <laughs> So as you're rifling through, looking at these magic items, uh, something begins to stand out to you. Now, based on the nominations of the group, we have, what was it? The, the- Work splitter, flame tongue, hammer of thunderbolts, and cat armor. I'm gonna put these in a random order. Uh, Patrick, I would like you- Can I know oh, the order it. before I roll this? I would like you to roll a D4. Can I please know the order before I roll I, this? I really hope he gets that cat armor. If I get the fucking cat armor. If you get the cat armor, uh, I mean, we'll see how the rest of this goes, but hang on a second. I'm screenshotting. Mm -hmm. Here, I'm screenshotting what I've got so that you know I'm not fucking with you. Uh, go ahead and roll a d4. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> yeah, let's go! Let's go! Locke, you are sifting through the armor and weapons in front of you, and there is a, a an innate sense of lightning magic that you have always possessed as a lightning dragonborn. And so your fingers are drawn to the Hammer of Thunderbolts. Would you mind reading the description of this for me? You gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rules made with this magic weapon. It has a special uh, ability called Giant's Bane, and so long as I'm wearing a belt of giant strength, any variety, and gauntlets of ogre power, which we're gonna figure out to attune to that weapon. While I am attuned to the weapon and holding it, my strength score increases by four and can exceed 20, but not 30. When I roll a 20 on an attack roll made with this weapon against a giant, 
The giant has to succeed on a DC 17 constitution saving throw or it dies immediately. Christ. The hammer also has five charges. While attuned to it, I can expend one charge and make a ranged weapon attack with the hammer, hurling it as if it had the throne property with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. If the attack hits, this hammer unleashes a thunderclap audible out to 300 feet. The target and every creature within 30 feet of it must succeed on a DC 17 constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of my next turn. The hammer, these cheeks. the hammer regains 1d4 plus 1 expended charges daily at dawn. I can comfortably say that Locke wins the campaign. We're done. You, be, you beat everything. Everything's dead. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see here. I'm looking through. Let's talk Jetta. Jetta, what kind of thing are you looking for? And then we'll take some nominations. Well, uh, I wanted, I want uh, one of two, two things. I want like a weapon that like synergizes with like sneak attack. You know, presumably something that's like dex based. Or I would like armor that like lets me do cool shit. Like, for example, the bestial armor, which. Like, when you dash, you get to make, like, an extra melee attack, which is pretty cool, I think. Let's try to come up with three nominations with fit that fit that brief, and one that definitely doesn't. I've got one. <laughs> what One good one. Uh, are you familiar with the Gambler's Blade, Chowder? I'm not, but it sounds rad. Uh, you At the beginning of each day, you choose a magical bonus of plus one to plus three. Uh, this weapon gains that bonus to its attack and damage rolls for the day. And for each point of bonus you choose for the for that weapon, you take a corresponding penalty uh, of minus one to minus three to your death saves. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's Matt's nomination. Gambler's Blade is yeah. on the list. And uh, the, what's the name of that cat armor? Because I, I will gladly put that on the list as well. The great cat armor. Sounds like something from The Witcher. I think I would actually like to nominate from our submissions list uh, the Staff of Limbo, which is explicitly inspired by uh, the Elder Scrolls franchise's Wabajack, which is a staff that casts random effects, which does not seem like it fits the brief at all. (laughs) So I will happily put that on the list. Uh, Do we have another? We have one last nomination to round out the four, something that might fit that nicely. Ooh, that or Infiltrator's Key. That seems sexy. Thieve-like. This key can be used as thieves' tools for the purpose of opening locks. While holding the key, your steps are muffled, giving you advantage on dexterity checks. So, uh, Chatter, we're going to do the same thing. I have assembled these uh, four things in a random order. I would like you to roll a d4, and then I will show you what it is you receive. I got a four. All right, Chatter, with a four, let's see what you got. Ooh, okay. Gambler's blade. Infiltrator's key. Nope. Infiltrator. <laughs> oh, uh, infiltrator's <laughs> I was thinking three for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. So, yeah, the infiltrator's key, uh, if you want to. Uh, it's like one of those critical role weapons where it grows over time. Dormant, awakened, and exalted. Let's go. I'm, without even knowing it, I'm going to say awakened. So, uh, Jetta, you may add the infiltrator's key to your inventory. When the infiltrator's key reaches an awakened state, it gains the following properties. While holding the key, you can use a bonus action to transform the key into a magic dagger or back into a key. While the key is in the form of dagger, you gain plus one bonus to attack and damage rules made with it, and it returns to your hand immediately after it is used to make a ranged attack. 
attack. Oh, that's dope as fuck. Yeah, that's pretty good. While holding the key, you can use an action to cast one of the following spells from it. Alter self, invisibility, knock, or pass without a trace. Once a spell has been cast using the key, you can't use the spell again until the next dawn. Checks out. Seriously, that's pretty... And you have advantage on thieves tool text with it. Jetta, as as you you duck down to reach, uh, rifle through this chest of items, just as Locke begins swinging his new hammer, and you duck down just soon enough to not get bonked, and in your rummaging, you do pull out this infiltrator's key. What looks unassuming at first, the longer you hold it, the more you feel a sense of, of, of compulsion and interest in it as uh, as you slide it into your pocket. Does it just do the awakened stuff, or does it include- awaken and the tier below it? So, so awaken do the thieves gotcha. tool thing, and uh, you get advantage on stealth checks, which for a rogue is is pretty fantastic. Yeah, no, like you know, my eyes light up. I'm looking at this cool little mithril key, and it's like, how come the rest of the crew doesn't like rifle through these magic items? You'd think they'd want in on this, but hey, they're they're lost. And I- Bottle Brew is walking by the room as you're saying that, and he says. Well, frankly, very few of us get off the damn boat looking for an excuse to do anything. And he scratches his wide ass and walks up the stairs. It scrapes the sides as he, as he walks oh up the stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> the lateral friction I, I, of bottom brew. As I, like, uh, turn the key into a dagger, then back into a key. This version of Jetta has been, like, experiencing an awakening of her own, becoming more and more in tune with her roguish side having been given a sandbox in which to play, that is the Badlands. And this speaks to you on a very fundamental level, as Cult is looking around as well. <laughs> Let's do the same thing for Ryan. Is there anything in particular? You're already decked out with some stuff, so. I just, I, well, I'm one less than I had before because I gave my coin away. That's um, true. I'd be looking for something that can either I allows mean, me to cast more spells or gives me extra spells to cast. Uh, maybe armor, but I, I definitely would like some extra utilities. So, like, I don't know, yeah. something like a Grimoire Infinitus or something like that. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> exalted, maybe. <laughs> I will add that to the list of four options. I've got one. Um, so the image in my head is that Call reaches into the barrel like, ooh, give me my turn. And uh-huh. he uh, pricks his hand on a magical needle that gives him a tattoo. It, oh, uh, specifically, <laughs> the life well tattoo. Life well tattoo. Yes. It gives you resistance to necrotic, and when you would be reduced to zero hit points, you drop to one instead. Oh, that's pretty decent. Oh, so that was a good one. I was expecting uh, expecting some jokes on the boy. That's actually solid. You, he also gets AIDS. I think I already have resistance to necrotic, so that would me would that make me... It's it's just resistance, and it doesn't stack. Yeah, so I'm a nerd to the undead. I have resistance to necrotic damage, and my hit point maximum can, can't be reduced. That's fun. So here's, here's a suggestion. Abracadabras. <laughs> Where's that? Abracadabras. What is that? An abracadabras is an ornate gemstone-studded wooden chest that weighs 25 pounds while empty. Its interior compartment is a cube measuring one and a half feet on a side. The chest has 20 charges. A creature can use an action to touch the closed lid of the chest and expend one of the chest charges while naming one or more non-magical items. This includes raw materials, foodstuffs, liquids, worth a total of one GP or less. The named object appears magically appears in the chest. Kind of like what is it? Uh, 
what is it in Star Trek? I'm blanking. Oh, the the oh the replicator. Yeah, it's kind of like a replicator. Might look something a little a little more portable. He can just have his zombies carry around the shit. That's that's actually portable. true. No, that's the narrative hook that I was missing. I will absolutely add that to the list. Tell you what, let me just re-add the staff of the staff of Limbo as an option because that didn't get picked before. So Ryan, we now have four things on your list uh, in no particular order: the Life Well Tattoo, the Grimoire Infinitus, the Staff of Limbo, and the Abracadabras. I would like you to please roll a D4, and then I will reveal which one you have received. I rolled a four. Sending now. Staff of Limbo. So this is a user-submitted uh, item submitted quite some time ago uh, by Carter on the Patreon. Uh, this, is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, resembles the Wabajack from Elder Scrolls and has, uh, it is a plus one magical item that requires attunement, six inches long, is 15 pounds, it has oh, 10 charges, okay. regains Wait, 1d4 at midnight. six inches long and 15 pounds? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six feet long oh. and 15 pounds. Yeah, wrong, wrong apostrophe. Uh, you make a ranged spell attack on one target uh, at six, up to 60 feet, expending one charge. On a hit, you roll a d20 to determine the effect. And there is a list of 20 different effects that, if used, I'm sure we can discover. But this is, uh, of all the items, you sift through a lot of non-magical junk and hear the metal bouncing off of each other as Bottle Brew scrapes his way up the stairs. And the first thing that you find that has any sort of magical resonance to you is this staff with many uh, strange and contorted faces etched around the top and a series of ornamentations resembling different elements going all the way down its length but it is comprised primarily of wood. So it's not quite as flashy visually as some of the other things in here, but it is the only thing uh, that you grabbed here in these few moments uh, that is standing out as magical. All right, I'll take it. I'll strap it to my current staff. <laughs> Double barrel staff gun. Uh, and finally, Maeve, you are above deck as your three compatriots <laughs> are downstairs rifling through the gear. Uh, Bottle Brew makes his way upstairs, finishing off his breakfast, says, It seems like your friends downstairs have gone a little bit uh, nutty in this storeroom. Perhaps they found maybe something of value in those halls. I can't even remember what ships they came from. Should probably get an administrator to go through it, eh? And he, like, elbows you as if you have any idea of accounting or organizational administration. Are, are you making me the captain of the boat now? Well, as you now know, I do not have the authority to do so. Um, so no, no, I am not. But, um... Oh, okay. If you would like to go through and organize those things, be my guest. We've still got two and a half days left on this sail, and there aren't mage lords for at least the next day and a half. Okay, yeah, she's gonna go downstairs. Cult, as you are examining your newfound strange staff, you hear the pitter-patter of Maeve's feet rushing down since she's just been told you guys are finding cool things. Maeve, uh, how boisterously do you enter this room? Uh, very aggressively, yes. I'm like, ooh, cool things. Where? <laughs> uh, even though you spent a lot of time on this ship, you were involved in a lot of uh, excursions, and as a child, I'm assuming you took some naps, so going through this stuff hasn't really been part of your adventures. And as you uh, hoist yourself up doing that thing that kids do where you have to like sort of like tilt over the edge of a tall container and mm -hmm. like lean on your like your midsection dangling off the toy box your legs kick up straight in the air um uh jetta i'd like you to make a deck save <laughs> please fail i want to fall into the barrel <laughs> i got a 10 you don't 
really move quickly enough, given how entranced you are by the shape-shifting knife as Maeve hurls by you and uh, tilts forward over the uh, uh, over the chest that you've all been rifling through. Her feet swing up in the air and catch you, catches you right in the jaw. Uh, you take one point of damage, uh, but luckily that resistance did prevent her from flying headfirst in as she can safely rummage through the container. One last time, everybody. Bag of beans. Okay. <laughs> Arcane propulsion arm. <laughs> Prosthetic bandage that was developed by artificers. Uh, uh, you must attach it to your arm at the wrist, elbow, or shoulder, at which point the prosthetic magic clique forms a copy of the advantage it is replacing. Bag of beans. What's that? Um, inside this heavy cloth bag are 3D4 dry beans. Uh, if you dump the bag's contents on the ground, they explode, they do damage. If you remove a bean from the bag, plant it in dirt or sand, and then water it, the bean produces an effect one minute later from the ground where it was planted. The DM can choose an effect from the following table, determine it randomly, or create an effect. Okay. Uh, does anybody have anything that might be perhaps unhelpful or a bit of a monkey's paw? <laughs> unhelpful. A uh, deck, deck of many of things. Many things. That, I was thinking deck of many things because Maeve is a little less of an intentional chaos agent and an accidental one. I like one. the arm. I do like the arm idea. Uh, yeah, arm can go on, the, so on like, the list for sure. She falls into the barrel, cuts her hand off, but then it like, <laughs> you know, gets magically... Put back on by this thing. <laughs> let's see how this shakes. Let's see how this shakes out. Uh, I would like one more thing to add to the list. Yeah, kids love games and stuff, and the perfect a lot of games of this time period would be cards. So the deck of many things. <laughs> okay, that that yep, that is on the list. Absolutely. Put it on there twice is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Stack the deck, if you will. What about um, the cloak of displacement? Uh, while you wear the cloak, projects an illusion that makes you appear to be standing in a place near your actual location. That doesn't seem as busted as some of the other shit I've put on these lists, so let's see. That I've been meaning to do an episode like this for a long time, and I just always forget because there's a story impetus. Uh, but just because these things are on the list that you are rolling, that does not mean that the things you didn't roll are still in this chest, and you can come back and get them whenever. Narratively, what's happening is the stuff you guys rolled is all that you find. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, but sure. I think it is in there. I think it is in there. We just have to go back. As someone who made this mistake before, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Maeve, as you are, uh, as your half your body is submerged in junk and magical items, you, uh, particularly being uh, somebody who has become much more in tune with your magical abilities lately are very quickly able to discern what has special energies and what does not. To choose between the arcane propulsion arm, the bag of beans, the cloak of displacement, and the deck of many things, please roll a d4 for me. That would be a one. Please be Let deck me send of you many the things. Please be deck, deck, deck of many things. Deck. <laughs> what is it? It's yours, It Charter. is propulsion arm, yeah. Yes! The arcane propulsion arm. You, uh, you, uh, Maeve, as you're uh, flipping forward and your foot connects with Jetta, that's enough to tilt your balance backward, but you're still not finding anything. So in your excitement, you lean even deeper into it and slide face first into the pile and are actually submerged and need to climb your way out. As you do climb your way out, though, you realize that you have unexpectedly slipped into a prosthetic arm and are wearing the arcane propulsion arm. Jetta, your arm. 
What what happened? I'm not Jetta. <laughs> I, I no, babe, babe, your arm. What happened? <laughs> this That's was Jetta's attempt at getting a second item. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Oh god, it's like Lava's hand again. Ah <laughs> <laughs> The prosthetic is a fully capable capable part of your body. You can take action to remove the prosthetic and it removes itself. If your attunement to it ends, it can't be removed against your will. The prosthetic is a magic melee weapon with which you're proficient. It deals 1d8 force damage on a hit and has the thrown weapon property with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. When thrown, the prosthetic detaches and flies at the target of, of the attack and immediately returns to you and reattaches. That That is what the arm does. Yeah. A lot of your rifling through was sort of happening contemporaneously. Uh, So around the same time, you all realize that you have found magical items, whether you fully understand their functions yet or not, I will leave up to role play. But when you are done searching through this and you are content that you're not gonna find anything more compelling than what you have already, you are free to roam the ship as you see fit, knowing that you have about two days journey ahead of you. Can you, is the staff of limbo is that? Can I see what the potential things it rolls? Yeah. Happens? Yes. Yeah. It's 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 on the it's in the uh, spreadsheet. It's in the community. All right. I'll have spreadsheet. to check that out. Because is it all bad stuff, or is it all good? Some stuff? of it's so, some of it's weird. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. All right. I just want to make sure if it's like ah, use this for friends, or ah, use this to destroy everything you love. On the dawn of the fourth day, the outline of Feldrum appears at last on the horizon. The sight is broken momentarily by the distraction of cannons fire coming from the uh, from the port side of the ship. As you see in the distance, a series of vessels engaging in combat. And Bottle Brew, standing on the deck with you, says, If we didn't have the instruction of Zula, we would have been the ones being taken down by those mage lords. <laughs> The helmsman does ask again, All right, well, where are we going specifically? It's a big island. And at this, uh, Bottle Brew looks to Locke and Maeve for any sort of guidance on how to actually approach or enter the village. Wasn't there... We climbed a wall. We climbed a big old wall. There was a giant rope dangling off the northern cliffs of the island. Um, well, you know, the last time we were here... We, we climbed a wall, and there was a rope that was conveniently left there. So, like, maybe it's still there. Could you point us in the direction of this particular rope? Uh, and I would say that you guys don't have a problem pointing out the cliff wall that you scaled. Uh, sure, yep. Just ignore me rolling. Yeah, you're fine. No, I would say that you, you uh, between the two of you, you maybe you mumble to each other, but you're able to say like this is where again the rope left by the adventurous Tamara, uh, who was sneaking in and out of the island against uh, against the wishes of her family, uh, goes. Uh, you guys are able to point that out, and within about thirty minutes, the ship arrives at the cliff wall that you guys originally climbed. However, in the place of a rope, you see a lot of scratch marks on the cliff wall. And at the very, very top of the cliff wall, even though it is, you know, hundreds of feet in the air, there is unmistakably a wooden fence that would make it incredibly difficult to climb up that ledge that certainly was not there before. So, hmm. um, that wasn't there before. This is an island full of cat people, which would help explain the scratch marks, right? I, you know, th- there might have been a cat, like, here or there, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think so. 
so we should be worried about that then, huh? Well, speak for yourself. I'm going to cast Levitate on myself. <laughs> speak for yourself, you piece of shit. I'm out of here. So, so yeah, without a rope in <laughs> front of you to climb, Maeve, Maeve, <laughs> Maeve says, fuck this, and flies straight up in the air. Someone give me a ride. I don't feel like climbing heights. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Maybe if you were the old jetty and you saw the magic item, I got you. <clears throat> I can, uh, if, if, if Levitate is off the table from our good friend Maeve, uh, I can probably get us most to fly, but it will burn a significant spell slot. At this point, you're all fully rested, so you are full on spell slots. But as Maeve takes off into the air and you say that to Jeddah, Baldabur is like, we could, I mean, we could sail around to the southern shores of the island. It'd be more time, but it's up to you. I've learned not to argue with her. I don't think time is on our side. That was a sick one-liner, Mr. Locke. Or am I doing this for all of us? The three of us? The four? Wait, three of us? Yeah. If you guys want to find your way up this way, I will still take the ship around to the to a more southerly shoreline and see what we can do to lend you any support that you need. Um, last time wasn't the frickin' wall or uh, the tear going through like the middle of this town? It's very nearby. Okay. Once you asc- if you were to as- as- ascend the um, ascend the cliffside and reach the top of the island, uh, the tear is not. It's not like immediate. Like you can't really hear it, but it is visible. Like on the horizon, you can see the white glow of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's within like the twelve miles of the horizon or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So I guess we'll go on. We'll yeah. We'll go on ahead, and you take the ship round south, and we'll meet up at a village on this island again, at the village on this island. That sounds like a plan. Turn us around, sound off for Ragnar. Let's make sure we don't have any company guarding the ports. And with that, unless there is any uh, protestation, Cult, you cast the spell and levitate every- I will burn a fifth level spell slot for this. What a nice guy. Are you bringing Jerry? You know, again, the boat is gonna try to make it around. We don't know what's gonna happen between then and now, but like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna tell Jerry to go back. I don't think Jerry. I mean, I love Jerry, but I only have one six-level spell slot, and if I want to disintegrate somebody, I'm gonna need that. That's fair. So uh, you're about to take off uh, with the uh, Jetta and Locke are bracing for liftoff, and they get confused that you haven't actually cast the spell yet, and turn to see you slowly, like carefully approaching Jerry, almost sort of like bashfully telling him that. That he has to stay behind. Jerry, be a good boy. Go with Bubba Butt and I'll meet you at town. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what does uh, Maeve see as she starts to climb up over the wall? Underneath you, you hear the commotion as everybody else gets their shit in order. Cult cast fly on everybody. They catch up. You hear them rustling and bustling. Maeve, as you crest over the edge of the cliff, you see the wall is actually quite a bit taller than you expected. It's not the sturdiest thing that you've ever seen. It's a little sort of scraped together. There are clear gaps in it. Maybe not that a person could fit through, but it's not sound construction with uh, a variety of spikes and, and, and barbs at the top that seems sort of cobbled together. It's not quite as ramshackle as the stuff you saw in Farpoint, but it's it was hastily assembled. Thankfully, because of your spell, you can overcome it with ease and see the distant tear on the northwestern horizon. 
in the far distance, and again, it's a sizable walk, you can see the town, uh, specifically the tower from which sacrifices are made to Serafina, where you last spoke with her many months ago. It's only a few more moments before your friends catch up with you and land on the grass. Going up to the island, Locke and Maeve are the only people that know what's happening here, and uh, even though I don't have a character here to speak through, I don't know that you two have elucidated how you spoke with Serafina before, and maybe what the plan is this time. Um, right. Okay, so, uh, I kind of look over towards, uh, Mr. Locke, like, I don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, last time we were here, we found, uh, somebody who, uh, who was gonna help, who kind of helped us, and we went to that tower, and that's where we saw and, uh, met Serafina. Um, uh, Locke, I'd like you to roll history with advantage because Maeve is jogging your memory. Please help. <laughs> 16. Locke, you and your adult attention span are able to remember that on Blessings Eve, several months ago, you came to this town and met a few people. I'll say that as you guys are walking toward the town, your footsteps crunch the grass and leaves underneath you, you explain to the others that you were accosted by one Sheriff Winterbottom, who was trying to make sure that all the, all the festivities went off without a hitch. But you instead threw your lot in with a young girl named Tamara, who was seeking adventure, but wasn't really allowed off the island. That's where the rope uh, came from before. And in the process of doing so, you stumbled upon the goddess Serafina. What, what great luck and happenstance. So essentially, even though Blessings Eve is once a year, Locke, you suspect you can just get to the top of that tower and call up a god. And that's the story of episode 12. I don't know, I mean, well, I guess we can uh, get Tamara to be be our guide, fi- find her, be our guide, and then just take us to that tower again. That'd be kind of helpful. Yeah, no, I think I I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it'd be good to see her again. I missed out on this adventure myself, so it'd be quite fun to see you know, see what you all did. You know, it, it was my favorite holiday, and you left me asleep on the boat, but it was uh, <laughs> it's fine. Is everything you also left Edmund on the boat, so I wasn't alone. <laughs> you all are saying this to each other as you near the edge of the town. Uh, the town itself also seems to have changed a little bit. Not necessarily in its construction, but in some of the things around the outside edge. There are signs detailing private property where before it just seemed like farms in a village. Uh, all the decorations from Blessings Eve are gone, and the, the tower looks completely unadorned and more just like an obelisk staring over things. And there is sort of a sense of brooding and darkness uh, coming from it that you didn't sense before. Not necessarily a magical darkness, but the vibes are bad is the best way I can put it. As you step into the town and begin looking for Tamara, who did have a, a house on the other side of town, you step into the central square and catch some strange looks from individuals that you probably don't recognize because you weren't here during the day. And the overwhelming sense of apprehension from everyone is palpable. The signs sort of convey that there is something going on here that they are concerned about, but what that is doesn't reveal itself to you until you turn a corner to reach the south side of town, and you come onto a street that looks so decidedly different from everything else in its decoration, in its construction, and in its population. 
You look around and the faces here do actually seem somewhat familiar, even if you can't place it. But before I have you guys roll history or anything like that, a familiar voice comes from a building to your left. So you guys look over um, and you see a tall, you motherfuckers, uh, once regal, probably looking woman, very haggard currently, uh, beautiful hair still, even though it's kind of in a mess, stone cut features go uh just piercing eyes too but there is a flagon in the other hand and she's wearing clothes that were probably just months ago probably some of the finest around but they're looking a little ragged the cup drops from her hand and allison ricard looks at all of you and says you have got to be shitting me of course it's never that simple i would like mave to roll a wild magic <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm not even fucking around. <laughs> There's enough tides of chaos. But do we want to roll it now or pick that up next time? Oh, I, w I would like to roll it now so we don't forget it. I got a nine. Brian, I cast magic missile as a fifth level spell. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my All God. All right. Yes. Wait. Beautiful. No, no, that's that's exactly what happened before. That, yeah. That is. Because Maeve had cast magic missile and then, oh, fuck. But you notice as Maeve starts casting this spell, the spire also starts to make starts to glow a little bit, and several very large comet-sized magic missiles aim for the town. <laughs> found anything good mm -hmm. besides the topaz annihilator which is a gun <laughs> what is that <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> uh, just thinking sovereign glue is always mm, that's fun. what i'm gonna nickname my strap on the topaz annihilator what about a little bit of a oh did we already do Ooh. a bad one or like ring a of invisibility one you know what Throw i did ring, ring i did uh, i did staff of limbo okay. what did you find pat i was thinking the deck of many things Ooh, that'd be a good one that could be fun that could be um, let's just end this campaign now didn't we do a deck of many things at one point already no i don't think so I doubt it. Was it the egg of many things? We did the it egg. was the egg, egg of many things. It was the, yeah. egg. the egg of many things. Yeah, and then and then it just it like, also destroyed. It it also destroyed destroyed a portion of a campaign, I believe. <laughs>